You're listening to Productive Flourishing. Thanks for joining us today. You know, for myself personally, as well as the work I do with clients, it can be so easy to really hone in and focus on those things that we didn't do. And so when it comes to a review, the the celebrations um, are a wonderful way to start. Um, and I really appreciate that. Welcome to Productive Flourishing, where we explore how to do the work that matters so you become your best self in the world. I'm your host, Charlie Gilkey, and I'm joined by Angela Wheeler and other guests who will share their stories, insights, wins, and challenges in the hopes that our journeys and stories will help you with yours. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Productive Flourishing Podcast. It's the end of the year, and you know, Angela and I are going to be jamming about a lot of things. So, Angela, thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to be here. Alrighty. So, the end of the year is a really interesting time because it creates a natural point in time where people start thinking about how the year has gone, so on and so forth. And as much as we talk about doing regular reviews and regular AARs, it's just one of those things, I think, where we all come to a consensus that we need to think about what's happened over the last year. So, mm-hmm. we're getting a lot of questions from our listeners and readers about ways to do annual reviews or to think about assessing the year. And so, we're going to jump in and talk about that today. Now, what I want to say is this is not the first time we've done this. We have mm-hmm. other episodes on this. So, you might want to check out uh, episode 121, which is how to be intentional during the holidays, and episode 108, which is how to align your goals and projects with your seasonal energy. Um, so we talked about it during those times, too, because it comes up every year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Angela, it's one of those things, like I realized, was it earlier this year? Um, and there was a big milestone that I don't know that we really talked about a whole lot. And uh, that's, you know, Productive Flourishing turned 10 years old. Yeah. Earlier this year, I think back in April, April or May. Um, And that affected me more than I thought it might, Mm -hmm. right? I thought it would just be another one of those passing things. And so, you know, given that I'm 37 now, about to be 38, I'm imagining that the same thing might happen when I'm 40, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, But what I realized is, you know, it's, it's 10 years and we're still in this. We're still talking about some of the same things. And for me, like the magic is still there. Like this is something that every year we're better. Mm-hmm. Every year we need to ask the same questions. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's just fun. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like we talk about this every year. And I'm like, yeah, we talk about this every year because it's a thing that happens every year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were thinking about like, okay, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? And, you know, as you mentioned, we've had a lot of people who are asking about, Things like self-care during the holidays, um, how to be with family, and also a lot of people asking about how do I review my year and how do I prepare for next year? And so we're, you know, we want to kind of focus on reviewing your year, but we're also, since I'm on the podcast today, we're also obviously going to have to talk about things related to self-care because that's kind of kind of my thing. Apparently so. Yeah. Um, What's funny, though, is like we both actually, you know, talk a lot about self-care. It's mm-hmm. just, I think, a primary lens for you more so than it is is for me. Like, I'll freaking, like I assume it's a given. Yeah. Um, until um, I realize, oh, oh, yeah, it's not a given. We actually do need to talk about these types of things. And, yeah. and so, um, so there. So, yeah. Um, before, now, ter- you, before you dive all the uh-oh. way in. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. I'm interrupting. 
I want to start with, first of all, wishing everyone happy holidays um, before we kind of dive into the topic. And yeah, there's that. I know that this is coming out, you know, mid to late December. Um, so it's a great time of year to be reflecting and thinking about what's happened during the year, um, what you're excited about, what you're grateful for. Um, so I did want to say no matter what you celebrate um, or however you celebrate it, that I hope that the holidays are very happy for all of you this year. Thanks for letting me interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the holidays. That. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll slide this in here, and it's, it's related to the self-care thing. It's also related, to, I believe, to the podcast, um, uh, uh, excuse me, episode 121, mm-hmm. is that a lot of times people will roll into the holiday season. Um, and I, did we talk about this in our last episode? I feel like we talked about we talked about this recently. Anyways, what, what are you, um, I don't know what you're like, going to talk about. Um, but a lot of times when, when we roll into the holiday seasons, um, people have some tension between being productive and mm. being with family and being in the season. Yeah. And I just wanted to slide again in case you didn't hear that episode. And if we did talk about it recently, which I feel like we did, um, <laughs> um, just remember that during this period of time, um, being with family, reflecting, being in the season, um, showing um, gratitude and giving gifts and all those types of things, that is a way of being productive. That's a way of doing something that matters. And mm-hmm. the way we talk about productivity is just not about cranking widgets and, you know, crossing out the to-do list, but it's doing the things that matter most. Yeah. And there are a lot of connections that will happen over the holiday season that are things that really, really, truly matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And so make time for them then. And just as you start talking about your, you know, other types of productivity, you know, where we really want to get to is that there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. Right. Um, And this is just that time. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, no matter what you do, people hate when I tell them this, but I'm going to tell them it is when you know, no matter what you do, your reach will always exceed your grasp. There's mm-hmm. always going to be things on the to do list. There's always going to be things on the project list that you're not going to get to. Yeah. Make sure that the things that don't get done are the things that matter less yeah. than the things that you're doing. Exactly. Okay. As a part of this process, and it's been something that's been coming up, and, and just part of the work that I do with clients, um, I actually created a new worksheet um, because I've been leading a lot of annual reviews and things like that. And um, so this will actually be available in the show notes um, if you want to come back to the website, and we'll also have them um, likely on our free planners page. Mm-hmm. The name is still up in the air, to be honest. It's one of those things that's hot off the press, and <laughs> we have to go through several rounds of naming to find something. And so um, it's either going to be the annual reflection worksheet or the my year in review worksheet. Um, But it's all the same thing. This is not going to be a tutorial about how to use that. But we're just using the questions there and repurposing it because, you know, why recreate the wheel here? Exactly. Okay. So when you start thinking about the year, I or if any slice of time in review, number one rule, always start with the celebrations and the things that you've done. Um, always start from that perspective because too often we start from the perspective of things that are undone Mm -hmm. and, you know, the gap between where we are and where we want to be. But I like people to think about the gap between where they are now and where they were. Yeah. Because you are doing something as a creative person out there. You are doing something as an entrepreneur. You are doing something as a leader. And yes, you may not get everything done that you want to. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there will always be things that are undone, 
but you've also done some things. So yeah. always start that. Yeah. Um, always start from that perspective. So that's the first question when you're thinking about the year is um, what um, what are the things that you're celebrating? And I like really pulling it into top three things, mm-hmm. like those things that would go in a journal or if you were looking at year over year, those types of things yeah. that would really be phenomenal um, that, that you want to remember. Not all the nits and gnats, right? Yeah. Um, and the other thing that, that um, you'll see on that on that to be named worksheet if you check it out. But I always want people to think about their personal life mm-hmm. and their profession their professional life and separate those buckets. Mm-hmm. Even though we know that life and career or life and business are not separate things, mm-hmm. in my experience, far too often the lens goes to what have I done in my career yeah. this year? Yeah. And what's discounted is what have I done in my life this mm-hmm. year? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really the first place to stop. What are the top three things from this year on your career life or your professional life mm-hmm. or your personal life? Yeah. Are you wanting me to answer this question? Or? I, don't, I don't know. Right. I don't, well, don't want to be talking the whole time and just going to the worksheet, though. <laughs> right. Because we can do I could do a screencast about it's that. It's true. No, no, no. It's absolutely true. Um, I really appreciate your perspective with this about starting with the celebrations. Um, and I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, for myself personally, as well as the work I do with clients, it's it can be so easy to really hone in and focus on those things that we didn't do. And so when it comes to a review, the the celebrations um, are a wonderful way to start. Um, and I really appreciate that. Um, and I'd actually, you know, since we're kind of, um, you know, we're kind of intertwining, you know, this thing that we've come up with in the business for the year in review, as well as like what it looks like for us and what our, our readers have been asking about and our listeners. Um, I'd actually love for us, if you're open to it, to maybe even even just one thing. If, if we, you know, I know I'm up for it, but maybe if we feel like celebrating, you know, one or two things and sharing it, um, it, it might also be helpful um, for people to think about when they're thinking about, like, how they want to review their own year. Does that sound like something you'd be up for? Um, no, let's move to the next question. <laughs> no, no uh, we are not moving to the challenges. Like I had We're a gonna... real choice there, Angela. I know. Um, all right, so you go first then. Oh, fine. Okay. So uh, let me think. So I would have to say that one of my top celebrations from this year um, you know, I've, I, I'll be honest that there have been some really great things, both professionally and personally. Um, the first thing that's coming to mind for me though, is the, um, I guess the new coaching practice for me and what that looks like and how, um, you know, you really stepped in mid year and helped me to redevelop, um, what the coaching looks like for me. And so, um, you know, mid year I launched, uh, Clarity coaching and um, kind of a new avenue for me in that world. And it has been, um, golly, the, the words escape me a little bit right now, but it has been a real blessing that that work because it's gotten me back into the work that I love the most, the absolute most in the whole wide world. And that is 
being on a journey with someone and helping them to to realize um, what they're able to do and seeing them putting it out in the world. Um, it's like, sweet, I get paid for the most awesome work in the whole wide world. Yeah, that's what um, winning looks like. Yeah, that that's it is. It is. And so I would say that that's probably one of my biggest celebrations from this year. Yeah. What about you? Well, what's your personal one, though? Ooh, personal celebration. Um, hmm. I would say that a big personal celebration for me, um, I, I'm not going to leave it so vague as it's not helpful, but I also don't want to, like, get down into the super details of it because a little bit of it is, you know, it involves other people as well. Um, but... A big personal victory for me this year um, and a celebration is the way I have um, brought in boundaries into my life um, with with relationships with people um, and really being able to hold boundaries that honor myself and my relationships with people um, and allows me to um, be a better friend, be a better partner, um, be a better family member. Um, so I would say that along the lines of personal celebrations, that um, my continued work um, on boundaries um, and following through with them is probably one of the biggest for me at this point in time. Yeah, that's been super um, super cool to watch you sort of grow with, with your coaching practice, um, and also grow with the boundaries because I, th I think, um, the other thing you didn't put it as, as, as your top goal, but, um, mm -hmm. readers who have been, you know, following on PF have noticed that there's been a lot more content coming from Angela over the last mm. couple of months. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the interrelationship between the two is where that's coming from because it's one having, being on the journey and documenting the journey and thinking about what's coming up and freeing that trap content has been great, but also creating the boundaries mm -hmm. so that you actually sit down and write and get yeah. things done. And it's not easy at all. No. Not, not easy <laughs> at all. So that's been amazing to, to see come to fruition. Thank you. Thank um, you. So what about you? Um, I'd love to, you know, again, we're not going to take all this time to go through this whole worksheet, but I really love the idea of um, – being able to share celebrations with people. So I would love it if you'd be up for sharing, you know, one of your personal and or business celebrations. Yeah. So I'll start with the um, career side of things. Yes. Um, professional side of things. And, um, and this is still new. Like when we're recording to this, this is only a few days old, but mm -hmm. um, I agreed to a book deal with Sounds True. Um, so you may have read this um, on productive flourishing and things like that. And so I'm going to be writing a book next year. Um, so I'm under contract for writing a book. Um, um, tentatively, tentatively titled Start Finishing, How to Go From Idea to Done. And that's it's not just a book in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, it is a book, mm -hmm. but this has been something as, as Angela and the team and my friends know, like it's been on my list for quite a while. Yeah. And to not be crossing into 2018 with, you know, finish and sell the book proposal, mm -hmm. right. is really powerful. And so, yeah. um, that's it. And it's, it's a, it's a new challenge. It's mm -hmm. a new challenge. And that's where, um, earlier this year I was talking to Angela 
um, and some of my mastermind peeps. And it's like, you know, I'm ready for new challenges. I'm, I'm the, the old ones that, that have been in our business and like, mm-hmm. let's put those to bed and, yeah. let, and let's, let's open some new challenges. And luckily, I mean, if I had to slide in the second one between just the platform growth we've had and the product sales that we've had and just such a great year on so many things, mm-hmm. like we put to bed a lot of the uh, like evergreen challenges. Yeah. Um, or at least in this time cycle, who knows, they might come back up. But for now, <laughs> yeah, um, we're having to answer and solve fundamentally different problems. And that's, that's you know, I like that. Um, and so on the personal side, um, that one's a bit more tricky. I mean, this is why I put it in there, because we mm-hmm. always start with like, here's the, here's the win there. Um, yeah. I think for me is actually been, it's related to the work side of things. Mm-hmm. But Angela, you know about it. But you know, around mid-year, when I was getting close to, you know, and when I was getting close to the on-ramp of Burnout Highway, mm-hmm. um, I pulled back from a lot of different things and yeah. just really started. I mean, the theme of boundaries comes back up, but really started to say, okay, like, um, I'm going to start doing things differently um, and saying no to some different things and getting um, getting more clear about my um, expectations and intentions of myself and things mm-hmm. like that. And so right now I'm a lot more grounded and happy than I have been in, in years past on the personal side yeah. um, because, because of those changes and mm-hmm. because it's not always um, – you know, I never – I wouldn't say that I was ever to the point to where it felt like I was just always out of breath because I was running so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it wasn't quite that feeling, but there's just a different, there's a different energy now. And yeah. it's largely because I'm like, you know, there's just things I'm not doing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's my recent sort of tirade against Facebook, you know, <laughs> of just being like, I think I'm going to go to an inbox mentality with Facebook and only check it, you know. Um, and just some of the other choices that I made around media consumption and, and things like that. I just really um, reclaimed a whole hell of a lot of my time. Yeah. And that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's fun. Um, you know, I'm actually excited about sitting down to do this worksheet myself um, and, and seeing what the team comes up with as well, because, um you know, we have our annual our annual audit of our team next week, and everyone has been getting ready. You know, preparing all the things that they that they've accomplished and the things they want to work on for next year. And so, um, I guess kind of the thing, you know, two points here is, you know, being your spouse and life partner as well. It's been really great um, to see and be able to celebrate with you in these these changes and that have taken place in the last year. So, you know, that's one point. And then the second point I was just thinking about is, you know, next week we get to meet with our whole team for a few hours and we all get to celebrate each other mm-hmm. and what we've accomplished this year, as well as looking forward to what next year is going to hold. And so, I guess what's coming up for me, you know, as I'm thinking about this is, you know, I kind of want to put a challenge out of some sorts for people to, you know, to do this reflection for themselves, but also see, you know, is there someone else in your life, Um, you know, whether it be a life partner or a family member or a friend or your team, if you work on a team, um, that you can ask them to do this reflection as well so that, you know, it's nice to have people on the journey with you. And it's really exciting to get to share 
those um, those things that have happened as well as rally and get support whenever the challenges are coming up because more heads are so much better at figuring things out than having to, you know, silo yourself and figure it out on your own. Yeah. And that's a really great challenge. If you do this, especially if you do it with new teammates, and that could be your life team, or that could be your business team. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be important for you to say why those things are important to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that's where the real magic happens, right? Yeah. Not just like I did the thing, but really, what's the story about that thing? Mm -hmm. um, so that you really see see what makes them tick and mm -hmm. really acknowledge them from that perspective. So yeah. absolutely. This is the one time of the year. Um, well, not one time. There's, there are plenty of times, but you know, when we do our team strategy discussions and things like that, that's that's the one one of those periods where I miss having an all local team. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I I mean, we have a remote team, and we're between you know here in California and you know Washington, and you know so. Um, it would be really great to be able to pull the team and go to a spa and then have like a retreat day, right? Where we're talking about, or, you know, go to a beach site sort of mm -hmm. thing. Um, so it's one time I miss that actually is, is yeah. we don't get to do the in-room celebrations together. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I, I think that that's going to be something that we're changing here in the coming year. Like, because we did, you know, last year, a little earlier than this, we did do a team retreat with mm -hmm. all of us. Um, you know, there was traveling involved, but we all kind of came together in one place. And that was more because we did have new teammates. It was more the planning side of it. But now you've got me. I got the thinking, the thinking hat on. I'm also, I, I guess most listeners probably don't know this. I am the financial side of the business as well. So I'm also the one who... Um, looks at money stuff as well as what, what can be spent and good ways to spend money. And I'm thinking that a, I think it's about time for a team retreat again. Did you say Hawaii? I, I did not say Hawaii. However, however, <laughs> however, maybe we'll, Costa Rica. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. <laughs> so her being the money side of the business and me being the, I want stuff side of the business. I know, like right? I know that I have to see things like nine months in advance to sort yeah. of, you know, um, creeping it into our consciousness. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens with this. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, yeah. To the next episode of... Wait, wait a second. <laughs> okay, so, you know, um, next question um, on there. And this is going to be one, um, you know, that you can think about. Um, and I think this is where people actually start mm -hmm. is, you know, looking over the last year, what three things most challenged you, mm -hmm. right? What three things most challenged you? And again, personal and professional. Yeah. Now, what's really great about this one is you will often see a tight relationship between the things that, that challenge you professionally mm -hmm. and the change that things that challenge you personally. Now, yeah. if you have a butthole boss, <laughs> like it might show up in the professional side. It may not show up on the other side. But what you might find, though, is your butthole boss um, leads to... Um, you know, friction in your personal relationships with people because you're tired yeah. and stressed out and, you know, you've been run over all day and you go home and you take it out on other people. Yeah. Right. And so um, that's why I wanted to do these side by side, right, as mm -hmm. opposed to one thing, because sometimes you just see like this. Another thing that you'll often see is that the same theme shows up professionally that shows up personally. Yeah. So if you're lacking, say, discipline, you know, professionally, it's unlikely that you have it 
you know, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, a lot of things Angela, well, I know this, but, and Angela does too. A lot of my clients I actually select for athletes or people who have something like a military background or some that, that have done that type of thing because they've already developed personal discipline mm-hmm. that we can apply to a professional sit- setting. Yeah. Right. And it's a lot of times people who have no sort of discipline on the professional setting. Uh, or excuse me, on the personal side, the struggle on the professional side. And I know so many out there are like, oh, he said the D word. I hate the D word. Um, but you just might see that there's a there's a parallel between those two things. And you might also say that, like, for instance, if you had illness in the family, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you had a major life transition, divorce, you know, kids going to college and things like that, that's going to show up in both spa- both places. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason that's important to really put on there is I think a lot of times people – attribute things that have or have not happened to their own personal failings. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's external events that um, yeah. if we were actually treating people like people or treating ourselves like we would want to treat other people and be a little bit more humane about it, he's like, oh, well, you know, you lost your mom this year. And it makes sense yeah. that, um, you know, you're having some challenges on the professional and personal side because that's what happens mm-hmm. like um, one way or the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. So third question. Um, looking over the last year, what have been your top three lessons learned or reaffirmed? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the year and what happened, or you look at a certain time and what happened, not from a place of you pass fail, yeah. But what you learned and what, you know, what you grew into, uh, it really pushes you towards a sort of a growth mindset to use um, Carol Dweck's work from mindset. It pushes you towards that sort of side. And you can kind of see, okay, well, you know, here's what I learned about myself. Mm-hmm. And the trick or the not the trick, the goal is not to have to keep relearning the same damn lesson over and over again. <laughs> yeah. However, right. Sometimes you just have to. Right. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I, people sometimes think like, oh, I'm back to the same space again. And I just encourage people to think of life more like a corkscrew mm-hmm. and that you come back around to the problem at a higher level. Yeah. Right. And so Absolutely. it might, it, it's not that you just come right back to the same spot. It might be that um, you've mastered one level of something. Mm-hmm. Um, but as your um, prowess and competence and opportunity set has increased. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to master that thing again at a higher level. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, now if it's just, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the coaching thing to say about that was like, you know, stop doing that. Right. And, <laughs> and figure out real patterns and behavior change that keep you from doing that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so just, just really look at some of those things that are, you're learned again because you've been at a higher rung on the corkscrew mm-hmm. or um, that you had to learn it again because it didn't hurt bad enough the first time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of the the backwards looking aspect of it. Three questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what things are you most proud of? Those are the wins. Mm-hmm. What things, the three things most challenged you? Those are the gut punches and things that, you know, kept you up at night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what have been the top three lessons learned that mm-hmm. you can take with you going forward? Yeah. Yeah. Um, past that, um, I haven't talked about the four steps of wayfinding on the podcast that much, have I? I don't think so. All right. So I use this all the time when I'm doing facilitation and with clients and things like that. I just haven't talked about it here. So four steps. And this is um, not related to the Wayfinding Academy directly, although we sort of talk about some of the same things at the Wayfinding Academy as well. Um, So um, 
four steps. First step is knowing where you are. Mm-hmm. Four steps of wayfinding, to be clear. First step is knowing where you are. Second step is knowing where you're trying to go. Third step is having a roadmap between where you are and where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one is knowing how to correct course when you get off course. Yeah. Right. So those are the four steps. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're doing a review and you're starting to make strategy, like I always want to encourage people to start with exactly where they are. And when we figure out where we are is to really think about where we've been. Mm-hmm. And so those first questions are really like starting from here's where you are and here's how you got here. Mm-hmm. Great. Then you start thinking, where do you want to go? Yeah. Um, and so you get, you know, personal and professional again, what are the top three goals for next year? Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a time to talk about goals. Yeah. Right. Um Angela gave me the look like, oh, yeah, there's this thing that, that you're supposed to be creating, Charlie. But moving on. Um, oh. When we think about goals, um, there are two, tif- two different types of goals, right, that we can really think of here. There are the quantitative goals. Mm-hmm. You get some number of something that's, that's trackable and quantifiable in that way. Mm-hmm. Or they're more baseline or milestone-based deadlines. Like you've done something that you can check off and say, I've done that, right? Mm-hmm. And so... You really want to look at it one of two ways. And so if you want to write four books, uh, rather than write books for the year, that's kind of a crappy goal, right? How many? What counts as winning you want? So that would be more of that milestone baseline one that you 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 finished it, you got out the door, done. So it's a yes, no. So you want to get, when you start thinking about goals, as much as you can, get to a place where you can say, did I do that or did I not do it? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like that. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of material on the website about how to set goals. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll link to one in the show note, but if you look up smart goals or if you search smart goals and productive flourishing, you'll come up with one of our posts that help with goal setting. So you can check that out. But in this simple version for people who are probably listening to this while they're washing dishes or dry or commuting, you just really want to have either a quantitative one or a baseline one mm-hmm. that where you can say, we did this or we did not do this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can you give an example of, well, do you have a specific goal yet for next year? Yeah, I've got to finish the manuscript for Start Finishing. Oh, that is a very, <laughs> by, very specific. By September 1st, 2017, because okay. that's, that's in there. So that's, I either do it or I don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And finish the manuscript has a technical term. doesn't mean all of the edits that might come back and, and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I got to get them a full draft of the book by September 1st, 2017. Mm-hmm. So that's a more baseline slash milestone one. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, we have some around um, that are quantitative, like a certain number of newsletter subscribers that we want to have or a certain number of email subscribers that we mm-hmm. want to have mm-hmm. um, that we can put on the board as well. So yeah. that would be a quantitative goal. Perfect. Okay. That's super helpful. Um, Now, remember, 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 we're also including personal stuff here, too. Uh. Right. And so this is where you want to avoid sort of the BS, like lose weight goal. Yeah. Right. Um, How much weight? Yeah. Right. Um, Or maybe it's not lose weight. Maybe it's fit into a size six pair of jeans. Right. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. um, That. You know, you can get there. So just avoid those super fuzzy ones Mm -hmm. because you don't know whether you want or not. And the whole goal is to build a winnable game that motivates you. Exactly. 
Exactly. That's great. Um, so rather than I want to start running, maybe say I want to run for 5K marathons or 5Ks next year. Mm-hmm. You get the point here. Like yeah. make it something specific and make it something where you can check that yes, no sort of block. Yeah. Alrighty. Now, next question to think about is what needs to change for you to achieve those goals? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. What needs to change to achieve those goals? Now, Sometimes you can just keep doing what you're doing and nothing needs to change. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's true. Yeah. And if that's true, rock on, high five, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. For most people, though, something has to change. Yeah. Right. Because Definitely. you're introducing something new yep. into the mix. And so um, this just makes us aware of those elements that, you know, sometimes, um, well, we get into a conversation between lead and lagging, lagging indicators, <laughs> lead, leading and lag, lagging, lagging indicators. But mm-hmm. the main idea is, um, for instance, let's go back to me finishing my manuscript. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to happen on its own. No. Um, I've got to make some changes, and I need to focus on those changes and build, like, focus solely on those changes to make the book happen. I was talking to Angela earlier today because she was like, well, you know, let's start thinking about the first draft of the book. And what what support you need for that and have, have, you know, start brainstorming that. And I kind of told her, it's like, look, um, my tentative goal, and I'm going to vet this out and sort of sit within the sea, is like, if I hit 2K of words for, you know, of public words a day, mm-hmm. like drafting that. Now, public words, here's what that means. I write a lot of email. You do too. Right. And, you know, I have other journaling process. Those are not public words. Mm-hmm. Right. But writing, drafting 2K public words, if I do that every day... Um, I should be fine. Mm-hmm. Now, how I get there is the question, right? Yeah. So there's some changes. So, but you can see that the the lead indicator, the thing that I really need to focus on, is not necessarily finishing the book mm-hmm. at this stage of the game. It's the activity that leads to the finished book, mm-hmm. writing two K words. Now, if I spend two months writing two K, you know, public words a day, and I've made no progress on the book. Then I'm hiding my ass off, and mm-hmm. I need to re- recalibrate that plan, right? Yeah. Um, but right now, the biggest thing that needs to change is just the volume of words, of public words that I get on paper, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and just- for that, I mean, you know, the thing to think about with that, I think it's important to recognize with, you know, this question of what has to change for those goals to be able to be manifested, you know, just with. The example you've given with, you know, turn in the manuscript by September 1st. It's done, turned in. You know that you're you're at this point wanting to write 2,000 public words a day. So where is that time going to come from? Exactly. And, you know, we don't need to get into all the, the ins and outs of that now, but it's important to recognize that the things that have to change are, like, more than likely – you probably already have a full schedule if you're anything like us or you found a way to fill your schedule. So what's going to have to drop, right? And those are those are hard things to to wrap our heads around sometimes and they're incredibly important. Yeah, and so since we both are coaches and a, a huge element of our work is really focusing on the personal, you know, either life coachy domain, if you hate that, self-mastery mm-hmm. and things like that, um, Sometimes it's focusing on one thing will make all the other things come into place. Yeah. Right. And so I know that next year I have to work on boundaries, not emotional boundaries per se, Mm -hmm. um, but temporal boundaries Mm -hmm. um, so that 
I make time for this. Yeah. Right. There are different types of boundaries here. Right. If I focus on that and, you know, so a few other things and get the two K words in there, then that's the thing that you got to focus on. So a lot of the reason I want to slide this is, and sometimes we think in terms of external things that you need to change or other people that need to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember two things, a fish rots from the head, mm-hmm. but it also swims from the head. Right. Um, um, biologically, that may not be true because there's muscles in the tail. But anyways, you guys get the point, right? Yeah. Um, so the same source of, of change is also the same source of stifled, you know, of being stifled. So mm-hmm. um, I want you to focus a lot on what you need to change and take personal responsibility of those. Yeah. And so, again, going back to the butthole balls, the odds of you changing butthole balls are not good, right? Um, but the odds of you being more resilient and able to weather your butthole boss yeah. can change, yeah. right? The odds of your ability to um, create some buffer between butthole boss and home so that mm-hmm. you don't take it out on your family, that can change, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what you want to think about is in these, take personal responsibility of what needs to change within you mm-hmm. to make those changes happen. Yeah. That reminds me, just a quick aside with that, um, since I don't keep up with our content calendar, I'm not thinking of the exact date, but sometime either last week or I think maybe this week, um, our team put out one of my more recent posts about boundaries and saying no. Um, and so that might be something that's that's helpful to think about whenever you're thinking about these goals. Yeah. Show notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll be show in the notes. show notes. So, um, all right. Um, so after what needs to change for you to achieve those goals... Next major question is, what sprints, strategic projects, or experiments could you run to help you achieve those goals? What the heck are sprints? There we go. I knew she was going <laughs> to ask it. Sprints are a dedicated amount of time to where you um, decide that you're going to focus on one thing and get it done. And normally, you try to compress time in a different way. And mm. so, okay. um, rather than saying, like, I'm just going to work on these things, you say, during this period of time, I am going to... Um, if you're going to use sort of the framework that I use, I'm going to plan out what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go start doing the thing that I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to um, share my results with people or share the thing with people. And then I'm going to access. So it's for, from a creative perspective, mm-hmm. there's, you know, plan, ship, um, excuse me, plan, create, ship, and assess. Mm-hmm. But you can think about this in anything. Like there's a period of time where you might say, you know, for this four days, I'm going to focus on getting this one project done. Mm-hmm. Right. And you block out everything else and get it done as much as you can. Yeah. Now, the trick about sprints, especially really short ones, is they keep you in the project long enough that you're still interested in it. Mm-hmm. But it, you don't get to the place to where it lingers on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Right. And so that's what a sprint is. It's just a focused okay. amount of time where you're trying to reach some specific example, um, some specific outcome. Okay. Um, and so. We've run, for instance, we recently ran a list building sprint for our community, Mm -hmm. right? Where they had a month to get their opt-in up and everything like that. Now, why did they have a month? Because it was just long enough Mm -hmm. for them to get it done, Mm -hmm. but not so long that they can go around to, you know, analysis, paralysis, and procrastination and things like that. So that's what you want to think about with sprints. Okay. Okay. Um, Similarly with experiments, right? Mm -hmm. Um, now, I know this is a maybe a way different way of thinking about personal change, mm-hmm. right, than people are familiar with. But um, the thing about it is we often don't know as much about ourselves as we think we do. Like, mm-hmm. we don't 
we are really bad at predicting what's going to make us happy. Mm-hmm. We're really predict- bad about predicting about what's going to work for us, mm-hmm. right? And this is not just Charlie saying this. You can read Dan Gilbert's Stumbling on Happiness. It's a thing from positive psychology. Mm-hmm. And the gift of that is that you don't necessarily have to know. You don't have to be right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You can just test it. Yeah. Right. You can just test it. And so I mentioned earlier, like you can kind of think of my 2K words a day as an experiment. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I'm right, that that solves the book, you know, the book problem, mm-hmm. then then yay, I can just continue to do that. And that was the solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, then I've validated, I've closed one door. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a butt ton of words out there so because they've got to be public words. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I can make a better choice going forward because I'll have learned something from that process mm-hmm. that I can use to say, okay, well, it's not just about the words and it's not about me writing. Maybe I need to do X and then I can go on an experiment and try that and see if that worked. Mm-hmm. It gets me further towards that. So that's the gift there is that you can define, you can say, my assumption is if I do X, this will happen. Mm-hmm. You build a plan around doing that. You go do it, and it either worked or didn't. And it's not a character fail- failing. It's not like yeah. you know you're uniquely defective about something. It's just that particular solution did not solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So you get to come up with another solution. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was that relatively clear? Because I know sprints and experiments are different ways of thinking yeah. about things. Yeah, definitely. I think that's incredibly helpful to think about it that way. And I really, I guess the one thing that kind of had me chuckle just a little bit as you first started talking about the sprints is I love the the idea of the shorter time period or like I have this, you know, X amount of time to do this work because when things start to languish, it's the worst to try to get back into a project. So, yeah, anyway, I, I just wanted to say I really appreciate that piece of it for sure. Yeah, you want to give yourself like 10% less time than you think you need. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably be able to figure it out. If you give yourself 50% more time than you need. Now, mm-hmm. here's the tricky thing. We're terrible at estimating how long things take. Yeah. So this is a weird sort of thing that you've got to go on. But if you feel like, ooh, I'm really going to have to focus to get that done without feeling that huge sense of compression and anxiety, mm-hmm. you probably picked about the right time. Yeah. Um, if you're like, oh, I got plenty of time to make this happen. You did not choose the right amount of time. Yeah. And if there's like, there's no well, no way in hell I can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Probably the wrong amount of time. So there's this Goldilocks that happens that that makes you makes you sprint. I mean, it makes you lean forward and focus on it mm-hmm. without you know um, without it being super terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, next question after the sprints, projects, and experiments is who might be able to support you with those sprints, projects, or experiments? Mm-hmm. Now, um, general rule of thumb. Whenever you have a what or a how problem, mm-hmm. find a who solution. Excuse me, I need to go back. Whenever you have a how problem, mm-hmm. find a who solution. Okay. Right. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of times we get to a place where we don't know how to go forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we get stuck in all the 82 ways we might do it. And there's probably a who who has done that or who can help you with that that will constrain those options and, and get you going forward. So... That's one thing that this does. The second mm-hmm. thing is, is that as you start thinking about who's on your success team, yeah, right, and who you can enroll and who can who can help you with this, and that's where the really fun ha- things happen. Because, um, again, we see this in studies and you know positive psychology, and we just know it to be true. It's more fun to win with people mm-hmm. than it is just by yourself. 
Yeah. And you're more likely to do some things, certain types of things that you commit to certain types of people than you are just by yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's why you want to be thinking of the who. And again, it's personal and professional. There might be the same people. There might be different people. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anything to say on that one? Um, I think, you know, the thing here is just the reminder of um, enlisting the help of other people and, you know, to not let your your concern about being a burden um, get in the way when this kind of thing comes up. Um, because in general, um, people love to help. Um, and people um, love to see the people they care about win. So um, it, it's usually an honor for people to be able to help and support you. Yes, with reasonable request. Exactly. So Boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> um, and so it turns out what makes a lot of requests unreasonable mm-hmm. is last-minute questions. Exactly. The last minute, sort of like, can you do this thing for yep. me right now and drop everything? Mm-hmm. Which leads me to the last major question. Is when will you reach out to those people? Mm, yep. Um, you, we know in advance, right? Yeah. If these are the projects that you're committing to, these are the types of things. Well, you know who um, you might want to help, you, you know, who you put on this list. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something in March, don't wait until March the 3rd to ask someone, mm-hmm. right? Maybe ask them in December, like, hey, I'm doing this thing in March. Um, I would really appreciate your help or support or, you know, I would really appreciate this specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you can do? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a huge difference when it yeah. comes to having other people help you and things like that. And also there's this other side benefit for those of us who are having difficulty asking for help mm-hmm. is it also gives you enough time to like pay it forward with that particular person. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, in March, I'm really going to need you, mm-hmm. um, and it's super great if you can if you can do it. But also, I'm wondering between now and again what I can do to support you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so you get into um, reciprocal, interdependent relationships with people, mm-hmm. as opposed to these sort of last minute. You know, I, I need you to throw a hail mary for me at this last minute. Please drop everything and do it. Yeah. And then people resent you, even if they love you and would otherwise want to help you, because it's just like, dude, you've known yeah. about this for how long? Yeah. And now I got to, like, you know, interrupt watching my kid playing soccer or not do that or choose between my kid and you because I had no other option for this. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Right. And it's like that, too. I mean, we're in some senses, we're kind of talking about it, um, you know, within the framework in some ways of, um, you know, reciprocal relationships and friendships and that type of thing. But that can be the case even for, like, paid service providers as well. You know, if you know that in April you are going to be needing, um, you know, this specific amount of help with um, copy, then if you know someone who you want to be working with, reach out to them early to make sure that they have time for you um, and that they're prepared and ready for you whenever it's coming up. So, yeah. Yeah, the people worth working with Mm -hmm. oftentimes will not be able to work with you last minute. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you pull a huge favor. Yeah. Right. And things like that. And again, um, I like to, 
you know, I like to use big unreasonable favors when I really, really need them. <laughs> and otherwise count on sort of reasonable requests in relationships with people. Right. Yeah. Um, and if I need a favor, then people know, like if I'm asking them a super last minute, mm-hmm. like there's something going on mm-hmm. and it's not coming from a place of resentment. Right. But if it's always last minute, always sort of thing, then I know I'm hitting this over the head because what I've seen working with people mm-hmm. is um, way in advance, they might think like, oh, this person can totally help me with this. Like this friend, like they're blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they wait until the last minute to ask that friend. Mm-hmm. And then they're frustrated because the, fer- the friend didn't come through. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, there's a way around that. Right. Yeah. Is we can ask them earlier and maybe book some time, so on and so forth. Right. So um, I'm just wanting people to have successful or really good interdependent relationships that, that, that build their success. So that's yeah. why I'm stressing that so much. Yeah, definitely. And those are the questions. They're like, yeah. what, six questions? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, when I do these with people um, real time, it's something that people can do in about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe 30 minutes, you know. Um, so it doesn't take a whole long time to do. So rather than watching, you know, your comedy show for that day, like yeah. you can sit down and do it or... Um, you know, you can listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and, and, you know, do it at a coffee shop, but you can steal time to get it done. This is going to be available as a fillable and um, printable PDF because that's how we roll with things. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you're not interested, that's fine. That's all good. I hope this has been useful for you. Yeah. But remember a few sort of trends here that I wanted to pull up. One is to uh, make sure you start um, grounded from where you are, like from a really pl- from a place of celebration, mm-hmm. from a place of gratitude, from a place of accomplishment, yeah, um, and not just from everything you haven't done. Um, and then um, you can start asking those types of things where you haven't done. And this is not just Pollyanna sort of, you know, things about this. this is actually acknowledging the truth mm-hmm. that you've accomplished great things. Mm-hmm. You've done something. Mm-hmm. And um, we also have this negativity bias that's just a part of human wiring. Yeah. So that that's part of it. Two, another major trend is to think about what's affecting your personal life and professional life discreetly mm-hmm. while understanding that they're interrelated. Yeah. Right? So they're not two separate things. But I think the lens of this is what's going on personally, this is what's going on professionally, can be really helpful when doing that. And... I will also say, treat your life like work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, treat your life like work. And I mean, in like whatever you do that makes you successful at work, do that at, in your personal life. So if you schedule things at work and it yeah. gets done, schedule things in your personal life and get done. If you do review meetings, you know, review sessions at work, do review sessions at home, have family meetings, like all those things mm-hmm. that make your work work can also make your life work too. Yeah. So don't leave it hanging. Um, Third major thing is um, to be thinking about what needs to change Mm -hmm. and focus on internal changes more than external changes, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you can't affect a lot of those external changes. Like if you need to go on a paleo diet, Mm -hmm. right, you might have to figure out how to do that on your own and not make your whole family go through that. Right. Because waiting on your for your entire family to go paleo. Mm-hmm. might mean that you're not going paleo. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's a, like, take that sort of personal responsibility. Third, reach out to people to help you with it and reach out to them early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're great. All righty. So um, that's how one can do a 
you know, quick review of the year and, mm-hmm. you know, a positive momentum focused, um, you know, way of going forward. Yeah, that's great. Anything else you want to say as you wrap up? Because you mentioned you want to talk about self-care. So, well, it's, you know, it's, I feel like it's tied into all of that. You know, what we, what we talked about with the, um, you know, the looking at your, your goals, your, your victories, your challenges, all those things in my mind um, require us to also think about self-care. Um, so I, I feel like it's a piece and a lens that can be a part of this whole process, actually. Um, and I guess I would say just specifically for the time of year that we're in, in this moment, um, would really be um, to be sure to take some time to slow down. And that's where being able to do this annual reflection might be helpful. Um, it allows you to slow down. Um, it allows you to really think and reflect. And um, to, you know, when we think about this time of year, for some people it can be a very um, festive and cheery time. For other people it can be overwhelming. Um, for some people it can be very down and sad time of year. Um, and for many of us it can be all of these <laughs> um, for different reasons and different circumstances. So I guess I bring that up just to to give us all a reminder of um, where we're at is okay. And it's important that we honor um, what's coming up for us during this time of year and really spend the time to take care of ourselves so that we can better show up for the others in our lives. So well said. Thank you. All righty. So if you are road tripping, Or if you are just wanting more of this, again, the episodes you might want to listen to are episode 121 and episode 108, because there's more talking about reviews and goals and intentionality during the holidays, and they would be good companions to this particular episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that this has been useful for you. Um, I hope that um, the year has, um, it's been a really strange year for a lot of folks, Mm -hmm. um, especially in the United States with what's going on. Lots of changes, um, lots of disruptions, um, lots of loss, but also lots of wins, lots of positively. And so um, I hope it's been a um, prosperous year for you. And I wish you the best for the holidays and for next year. Until next time, stand tall. Thanks for listening to Productive Flourishing. To get more resources that will help you finish the work that matters and be your best self in the world, head on over to ProductiveFlourishing.com. If this episode warmed your heart or got your wheels turning, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review for the podcast on iTunes.